Welcome back to the Balcony Beach Podcast. My name is Peyton. I'm here with Ben today. Uh, if you don't know Ben, he's just a friend of ours from college. We do a bunch of dumb shit together. Uh, Zach like, and Dylan both can't be here, so... It looks like Peyton isn't the best-looking guy on the podcast anymore. No, that's 100% <laughs> not true. Ben is here. He, him and all six foot four of him are here to take over the podcast by storm. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right, well, Peyton and I have been playing a little bit of D&D over the last couple of months. Yeah, and, uh, so... Now, a lot of people think D&D is, like, this super, like, nerdy thing, but I promise when you play it, most hilarious experiences Honestly. you can have doing something with your friends. It's yeah. so fucking obnoxious. And it's a great way to like spend quality time with your friends too because like if we weren't committed to this like every week, we wouldn't like hang out nearly as much. Oh yeah, it's oh it's so fucking just ri- Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just it's, guys it's just ridiculous. It yeah. But We're just uh, doing dumb shit repeatedly. <laughs> Committing war crimes. <laughs> Gosh. Um yeah, I'm leaving all the child killing and stuff to uh, to, to Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> yeah, Dylan's fucking oh, committing crimes yeah. left and right. Yeah, but <laughs> when we're not killing children and committing heinous acts of murder and things like that, it really like tests your improvisational skills and like what you do to influence that world to make it like more in depth and stuff. And Peyton told us at the start of the whole thing because he's our DM this time around. It's like. If you roleplay well, you'll get more XP. And I really didn't take that to heart until last week. Yeah, good, good, good roleplay is what makes it entertaining. <laughs> yeah, so uh, my character is a rogue elf. And uh, up until this point, I was kind of just like trying to go for a quieter character, kind of like mysterious, never really giving away his full name or anything like that. But Youngster McGungus. <laughs> Youngster McGungus, baby. But uh, none of the guys really know that yet, and I just go like, lay dong. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No one knows his real name. And uh, I kind of just threw that all the win- all out the window last week, and I was like, screw this. I'm just going to like go for what could be the funniest thing I could possibly do. And that's so, the way to do it. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> we encountered a guy named Lance, and immediately I was just like, you know what? Lance has flowing blonde hair, bulging muscles. I think I'm going to come out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what needs to happen. And follow Bar- Barney's. Yeah. <laughs> and Peyton designed Lance as a character that like was just going to be like passing through. We wouldn't see him again. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and now Lance and, uh, has to have a deeper purpose. Yeah, I uh, kind of reenacted the Barney Stinson phrase. Barney Stinson always gets the yes. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was really shooting for like the phases of which of what you do to always get the yes. Barney Stinson's Barney Stinson's uh, patent pending method, where I uh, you give a backhanded compliment and then completely ignore them. And then at the end of it, shower them with love. And they can't say no. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so resistant to this. I did not want to, like, make this happen. I didn't want this man to join them on their journey. Because I knew that in the future they would have multiple other people joining them on their journey. And I'm like, I can't have more of them. But it's going to be so good. And now now here's the situation (laughs) that I'm stuck with. I have to roleplay as three different people 
who all have similar sounding voices. <laughs> and well, except for one who just sounds like fucking Captain Price from Call of right. Duty. Yeah. With his deep ass like smoker voice. <laughs> and uh but like like I, wow, Lance, you sound a lot like um uh the like portal druid guy. Yeah. The the, today. the fucking the, the, the sorcerer, or uh, what, what did I call him? Dimensional sorcerer. Yeah, dimensional sorcerer. Yeah, that, that's what I called it. Yeah, because I've been reading the handbook, and I, like, read through the appendic appendices the other day about how, like, there are, like, different astral planes in this mm -hmm. realm that we're playing in. And I really was, like, thrown through a loop as you introduced him the first time. I need to take these shades off. They're so bad. <laughs> I got these shades. Well, I think I found these shades at uh, the quarters, an apartment complex in our hometown. Mm. And uh, they were like bent out of whack, and they're all fogged up, and they don't change. So yeah, <laughs> I tried to like screw with them and stuff. It's not yeah, I you you got those for about a similar price that I got these American flag <laughs> sunglasses. I got these for about three dollars somewhere. So oh yeah, yeah, they're they're just about the same quality. Well, patriotism comes cheap, Peyton. Well, exactly. <laughs> it's free in this country. Oh yeah, <laughs> free is this country, baby. <laughs> oh my goodness. But, uh, yeah, highly recommend playing D&D to anyone oh who never gosh. has. Even if you think it just seems like the nerdiest thing in the world, I promise, like, we spend the entire time just laughing our ass off. Well, it's here's so the thing. Funny. It's fine if it's nerdy. Everything is nerdy to some degree, and, like, girls love nerdy shit as long as you're hot. Yeah, right? <laughs> that, that's the key. <laughs> that's not true. Do what you love. But, uh... Do what you love, love what you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, right now we're... Uh, we're getting introduced to the concept that we might have to do a prison break and the second that he the dimensional sorcerer kind of proposed this uh, prison break I was like stop talking I'm already in <laughs> it's like, I will sold it hey <laughs> and uh, You're like, I was sold at prison yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I've never been but I want to go well, I looked to all the boys and I was like prison break <laughs> and uh, we find this Captain Price sounding guy, and it's just like, oh yeah, I'll help you out. Tobias. If, Tobias, if I. Tobias Yeda. If you help me break one of my friends out. And I turned to all the boys, I'm like, double prison break! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, dude. Oh, I'm ready. Yeah, uh, I just. I highly recommend D&D to anyone for multiple reasons. One, if you're the DM, just watching people go through your story is both <laughs> awesome and frustrating at the same time. Well, yeah, like the because because when you have to because because when you have to role play as them trying to seduce some random <laughs> unimportant person. That's the huge problem with our group. We're, Everybody's we're trying just, to. <laughs> yeah, we're we're. It's like all right, you you have you've entered the tavern looking for a place to stay for that, and they're like, no, we're not looking for place for a place to stay. Are are there any attractive women around? And I'm like, you've literally been kidding me. I scan the scene, <laughs> and I, like I got so fed up with it at the point where they're like, are there any attractive women? I'm like, no, no. it's an all men bar. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is actually a gay bar. <clears throat> oh. I guess that's not going to help you out anymore if I'm no, yeah, the that, on you. No, yeah, that's true. I, every bar from now on is empty. No, no more no, bars exist. No business. But we, like, ended up buying a bar, which saves you a little bit of a trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They not have to come up with names Yeah, they anymore. bought a chain of uh, taverns. Oh, my goodness. I should have bought my T-shirt. Yeah. I need to wear that more often. What happened is I made a very bad mistake, and they wound up with a <laughs> lot of money on accident. And, uh, essentially, 
to make up for them getting that much money. I just made them waste a bunch of it in uh, investing in buying a chain of the of a of a bar called the Shattered Cock. It's not a waste. And uh, <laughs> it's one hundred percent worth it. Baby. And they loved it so much that we decided to make T-shirts. Oh yeah. And we have Shattered Cock T-shirts. Yeah, my sister Cameron Wrinkley, check her out, is a graphic design artist in Salt Lake City. And uh, I was like, when we were like coming up with all this and I was like drawing on the whiteboard of like concepts of what our logo would look like, it's just like, guys, my sister could definitely turn this into shirts. <laughs> it's like, we gotta. And two weeks later we had shirts. Let's go. <laughs> yep. And uh, I'll be honest, they're, they're pretty beautiful shirts. Yeah, my sister did a pretty good job. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy with it. Other than the fact I bought the wrong size, but yeah, I led people down the wrong path a little bit. I, I thought fitted shirts would kind of fit a little tighter than. I just, I you just really overestimated how large of a human that I am. Yeah. I am not big. My bad. <laughs> but hey, means other people are thinking of you that way. Well, that's that's true. Although I haven't worked out in like three months, <laughs> so. God, speaking of working out, though. I, Although, I am going back to the gym soon, because it did reopen yesterday. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, which gym are you talking about? The Rec. The Rec? That yeah. opened up just now, huh? Yeah. All right. I'm yeah, so. I'm to start going there, too. Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to start going back there. Well, my workout regimen has changed a lot over the course of the last couple of months. Cause with, Me, too. Yeah, with quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with quarantine, everything either just stops or, like, you have to try something new. But, uh... I decided at the start of, well, not even at the start of quarantine, right before it started, I was going to run a marathon. So I was running every day. Then quarantine started and all the, all the marathons that I would have signed up for got canceled. Big old ripperoni. Crap. (laughs) And then I was like, all right, screw it. I'm going to run and do push-ups every day. And I was doing 200 push-ups a day. And I started like noticing results. I was like getting like stronger and everything, more capable. And then I came home to my hometown and my parents started having me doing work and then I was drinking all the time because it's like when parents supply your alcohol it's you're like might as well (laughs) yeah there's really no negative side to it other than maybe hurting your liver a little bit so I was drinking a bunch just playing video games hanging out with friends online and stopped running stopped doing push-ups stopped doing everything and I came back to Iowa City, and I was like, screw this. I need to do some sort of workout regimen. I need to, like, get after it again. And I uh, found a 2 by 4 that was hanging up in the truss work of my garage. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to start being a pull-up guy and do, like, calisthenics and stuff like that. And I, like, started, and the first time I tried it, I was like, I can't do more than five. <laughs> yeah. Because this is, like up eight feet in the air. I have to like jump up to grab it and do my pull-ups. And uh, it's rough and I have blisters on my hands and stuff because it's a two by four. <laughs> There's not really padding on that thing. I'm like, not at all. And, oh man, I uh, have like these gardening gloves that I use as lifting gloves. <laughs> it's very like at that, home. That, that's kind of just like <laughs> the, the at home metal as fuck version yeah. of <laughs> doing everything I possibly can just to like get the workout done. And I'll be like gaming with the boys and it's just like, it's 7 p.m. Like if I don't get it done now, I'm going to run out of sunlight and then I'm not going to do it for the rest of it. It's just like, I got to take a pass on the rest of the night with the boys and do my workout. <sighs> But you get it done, and it's like, 
knowing that working you, out feels good. Yeah, knowing that you haven't missed a day <clears throat> feels really great. Yeah, I, I feel like I would be really good at calisthenics. Yeah. Or however the fuck you say it. You definitely have a build for it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Considering I can just go, like, rack out, like, 30 pull-ups in a row. And right. And be like, it's, it's nothing. Yeah. Because I weigh so little that my body is just like, yeah, we got this, dog. Well, like, yeah, I look like a string bean, but that's because I'm 6'5". I'm, like, coming up on 200 pounds. Yeah, I'm not. I am 5'11", like, 140. Holy cow. And, you know, when I came to college, it was... 5'11", about 125. Yeah, so you're, so, like, racking on the weight. Enough yeah, at, at the end of freshman year, I had gained, like, 30 pounds. I, I weighed, like, 153. Whoa. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then I've, I've lost weight since then, but... Yeah, no, that's yeah. the problem with me, too. I, uh, in high school, I had to do, uh, like, a six-meal-a-day meal plan, and my dad put me on it because he was, like, the track and cross-country coach because uh, I got injured freshman year and was just sitting on a couch, and I, like gained enough weight that I was starting to look like a healthy person again. <laughs> and my body like felt that and was like, okay, we can grow again. And then I started getting all these growing pains and stretch marks and stuff. And then I got up to six, five and I still weighed like 140 pounds. And I was like a skeleton. And my dad was like, I got to do something for this kid. So I, uh, I would like bring a, like six Tupperwares to school with me every day and just be snacking in class. And uh, eventually that got me up to like 170-ish, and uh, now like freshman year was really good for me in the dining halls. Oh yeah, I got, oh like, me too, that, that was a large part of the reason oh, I was able man. to gain 30 pounds. was nah, just because Reagan and I were oh. uh, bulking <clears throat> together freshman year. And he yeah, would, like, yeah, Reagan's in the same boat as me. Oh, he worked so hard to gain weight. Yeah, <laughs> me too. It was ridiculous, like he would have a couple of spoonfuls of peanut butter just because they're, it's so calorie dense at night. And towards the end of, like, first semester there, he was, like, coming up on 170, and he had a gut, but he could, like, pull up three plates. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, he was getting really strong, but, like, hefty for a guy that's, like, 5'9". Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me, me, and, me and Reagan are in kind of a, a similar boat. Right, for, yeah. For build lines. I, I'm, I'm naturally skinnier than him, I think, yeah. but, yeah. like, I just, yeah, bulking was a, a thing and a half for me. I would go to the dining hall... I would get, at least once a day I would do this, usually twice, I would go and just get two chicken breasts, I would put them on some buns, I would get some pickles and put some mayo on it, have just chicken breast sandwiches multiple times a day. Oh yeah. The amount of chicken I ate <laughs> at the dining hall was ridiculous. It was so obnoxious. Like, if I were to eat that much chicken now, it would cost me, like, so much money. Oh yeah, it, dude. Yeah. And the only way I can buy a lot of chicken now is, like, those Walmart five-pound bags. <laughs> yeah. like, we're balling on a budget in college here. But, uh, yeah, man, freshman year was a wild time because I had, like, that gold meal plan. It's just, like, Same. go down whenever you want and just eat as much Same. as you can. I, I, like, I used <laughs> those unlimited meals. Like, like most yeah. people, the, the unlimited was a waste because they yeah. just wouldn't eat that much. It was a waste Not for money. me. No. Not for me. You go down, it's just I, like... I went four <laughs> times a day. Yeah, just like hang out there. And every time it was closed, I was like, dang, where am I supposed to like read my books? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, yeah, I, I spent so much time in the dining hall. Yeah, and I think it like improved my diet too because at Catlett they had like that uh, French yeah. gourmet chef that yeah. like tried too hard for a bunch of college kids that were just like, I need a regular chicken breast, please. <laughs>
at, at Hillcrest, they just had like oh, a bunch of different stuff, and I I ate really well. Like I I only ate dessert there like maybe twice. Oh yeah. And like yeah, I I ate really healthy. Like, like my mom would have been surprised. Yeah, they had that big substation there and everything. Oh, oh yeah. Every time I went there, I was getting. Gigantic sub that didn't fit on the bun. Oh yeah, oh. me me and Zach recently talked about how we would go and get our, our, our salads, which was just a burrito bowl without rice, <laughs> and then that yeah. way they would put more chicken in it. I'm finally getting into salads. Salad is so good, dude. I'm finally getting into salad. Salad is so good. <laughs> my mom, I always pissed off my mom because I uh, I would always say salad is a garnish, not a meal, and I would never put anything on it, and that's why I hated it. Salads but, are uh, great. Yeah, the last time I went home, I uh, had this mix that was like iceberg lettuce, green leaf lettuce, red cabbage, and carrots. And uh, mix that all together with like your favorite uh, uh, sauce or whatever. And then like... Dressing? Some... Yeah, dressing. <laughs> you. You can't let me put on my salad <laughs> sauce. <laughs> That's all I think about. <laughs> Just... Uh, my mind's on the sauce, man. Who calls <laughs> body sauce lotion? <laughs> Mmm, body sauce. What other names, like weird names, are there that like? <laughs> there's, there's quite a few. There's quite a few. It's just like that's wrong. Literally, every everything can be a sauce if you think about it. <laughs> like, you just put your mind to it. It can be a sauce. Is body juice sweat? I don't want to think about yeah. this anymore. Yes. <laughs> sweat is just body juice. I don't like this. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, working out, eating a lot, I'm, like, liking salads, and, like, I liked croutons, and I would, like, get salad just for the croutons when I was younger, <laughs> now it's, like, a part of the meal, and it's better for me, and, uh, yeah, it's just, like, a refreshing taste. Salad is good! Yeah, you I just... never, like, thought about yeah. that, but, uh... Yeah, and now that I live in my own place, I, like, buy groceries for myself and everything, and which is so different. You know that, like, transition from the dorms into the... Yeah. In, into the adult yeah. <laughs> stage where you're like, shit, I gotta go buy food. What do I buy? What was the first, like, meal that you, like, like put some time into and made? Do you remember? Like, probably something with chicken. Because I had one in mind, and, uh, like, Anshman, my roommate at the time, helped me out with it, because Anshman... I uh, moved here from India, and his first time in America was freshman year in the dorms with me. And we moved into our apartment at the quarters sophomore year. And he was like, hey, I want to make this dish that my parents always made at home. It's called chicken bernyaka. And I was, was like... Was it spicy as fuck? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But I'm a big spicy yeah. guy. And I was like, I'm in. What do we do? And for the next three hours, we were, like, making these sauces and everything. And we didn't know exactly what we were doing, which which, which is why it took three hours. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, man, like, when you, like, really put in the effort for it and, like, make a home-cooked meal for the first time, I was like, we should do this every, like, every day or something. And then, like, the next day you have microwavable chicken. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and, and, and then the next day you just reheat that food. Uh, and then make mac and cheese for dinner because you're bored. Yep. Every dinner was ramen, ramen, ramen. Yeah, I eat... I don't know, my, my eating's gotten less good now only because having to make... Making food yeah. just takes so long. You like, actually, I don't have that kind of time right, right now. <laughs> uh, before I went home and like started changing my diet a little bit, I... Uh, I wouldn't even like uh, put salad on a plate, or I wouldn't even uh, 
like take the time to put something together and put it in the microwave for a meal. It was just like, if it takes longer than it would to just like put chicken on a plate and put it in the oven, can't do it. Or like frozen pizza, just rip the thing off and put it in the oven. Yep. <laughs> There's no time. Yeah. <laughs> so, sometimes I go out of my way to make like a nicer meal. Yeah. Like like I'll make like a, a quesadilla, but the quesadilla is fancy and has a bunch of like diced up stuff in nice. it. Nice. Or like I'll make... Uh, I make other like nice things too. Like I, I, I like to use recipes because following a recipe is the easiest thing ever. It's just like reading an instruction yeah. manual. And, <laughs> and, and so like I, I make like stir fry sometimes, which is really good. Yeah, I have a friend, Jared, who kind of makes fun of me for my lack of cooking every now and then. It's just like cooking <clears throat> is the easiest thing in the world. All you have to do is just follow steps. Yeah. It's, it's like one, two, three, put it in the oven, done. And I was like, yeah, but like the time and the effort and the, it's like, don't be a sack. Just, <laughs> just go do just it. Just do it. Yeah, Nike, baby. Yep. Or uh, what? What's his name? The the Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, Sh Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah, Shia there we LaBeouf go. LaBeouf is my hero. Oh, legend. <laughs> do it. Oh my God, that uh, music video by Rob Cantor. It's just like, uh, it's like this big studio production of where Shia LaBeouf is this mass murdering serial killer. Oh. <laughs> it's like, Running from your life from Shia LaBeouf. He's brandishing a knife. It's Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf is a legend. Oh my goodness. Ga gained my respect all the way back oh. in the day in Transformers. <laughs> Transformers, what happened to that series? Have you, like, watched them? I have not watched any of the ones that have come out since Transformers 3. Really? No, I think I watched the first one with, like, <clears throat> Megan Fox and, like... Just like this is the pinnacle of cinema. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. never watched another one again. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Shia LaBeouf just making out with Megan Fox on the foot of Bumblebee. <laughs> just like this is when we were like 13, 14. Yeah, and you're like, like, I'm here for this. <laughs> Giant robots and like Megan Fox. Yeah. Every 12 year old's like a dream woman. Yeah. <laughs> Is basically where that stands. <laughs> yeah. Do you watch a lot of movies anymore? No. I, I'm like trying to get into it again, and I have a terrible taste of like you're like scrolling through all the streaming like uh, systems or whatever, and like the last three nights I've tried to watch a movie, and it's like movies that like they're good. Don't get me wrong, but like they just leave you like silent at the end of the night. It's not like it's not funny. It's just dramatic, and it like leaves me completely speechless and like a little like changed like if somebody walked in the room it's like you look different <laughs> yeah like I... <laughs> i'm not trying to do this to myself <laughs> yeah i don't really watch many movies anymore <clears throat> and it's mostly just because i don't have the attention span to sit there and just watch something that is the same storyline for that long yeah and you know what like changed my perspective i might have like... adhd <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's like ADHD and autism are, like, the two, like, least diagnosed things yeah. in people, like, in the world. Yeah. So, like, everybody has some sort of degree that they're on the spectrum or something. Anxiety's probably up there, too. I'm in college. I took classes, IDDs, and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and I think something that, like, really changes your attention span is all of, the, like, the Battle Royale games and video games that we play now. It's just, like, you get a kill and you get that instant gratification. And it's just like, oh, that felt great. And then you, like, play it, play it, play it, play it. And then you get into some other, like, more intimate experience that takes longer. And you're like, screw this. 
It's like it's so, not as fulfilling because So I actually like love like story based games. Right. That has like arcs and ups and downs yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and, and I actually can like play those for hours, but like that I, I think it's cause it's I'm doing the things versus a right. movie. I'm not interacting with it, I'm just watching it. And and, and so my brain I, I don't know, just the, the way I am as a person, like, I always need to be doing something. That's understandable. I'm not particularly that way, because there's sometimes where I'm, like, I'm, like, right in the same boat, which is just, like, I need to be, like, performing these actions, you know? But other times, I am, like, a zombie, and, like, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't, like, it's either watch something or go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's always, like... I can't just be sitting there watching TV. Like, if I'm watching TV, I'm doing something else in the background. Yeah, like, I can't you have just something sit there going on your laptop yeah, or, like, you're yeah, on your phone. Yeah, like, I, I need to be physically doing something. Right. Or else my brain is going to lose its mind. I guess that's true. Because I always have, like, these clicker games. Like, I play 10-10 on my phone, which is, like, a weird tetris sort of game that's, like, mindless. And people look at me playing, it's just like, is that fun? It's like, I really don't know. <laughs> and you're like, I don't really know if I even enjoy this. I just have to do it. Yeah, exactly. I'm really, like, weirdly good at solitaire. <laughs> yeah, that's just, like, what I do in the background whenever I'm I was, doing I, 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 was, I used to be really good at, at Sudoku. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not good at it anymore because I, I don't know, like, all the different, like, oh, little, man. like, algorithms anymore. Right. But, like, when I was, like, 12, for some reason, I got really into, like, Sudoku and chess. Well, my grandma <laughs> had all of these, like, Sudoku books just, like, on her, like, nightstand. And we, like, lived on the farm. And it's after like, it's my, just a grandma thing. Yeah, yeah, after my grandpa passed, they, like, sold all the, like, fun toys, like, all the guns and four-wheelers and stuff. So it was like, well, I can watch TV, I guess. And, like, I'll talk to my grandma who tell the same three stories over and over again. Just like, which is fine because I love it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you can only listen about, like, how every story relates back to God and all that stuff over and over again so many times before it's like, okay, I need to, like, take a nap or, like, go for a run. Where, where you're like, all right, I heard this two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, that was, during those <clears throat> days is when I was really good at, like, all the Sudoku and, like, things where it was, like, in a booklet and you had, like, a pen and that's the other thing about my grandma, it's just like, <laughs> bless her soul, she is incredible at all those hand games, and she does not use a pencil. There is no erasing involved. Oh my goodness. <laughs> ridiculous. But she's just one of those types where it's just like, this is something that she has been practicing and practicing like her entire life, because it's just like, she doesn't use a phone. She, <laughs> she doesn't need to look up the solutions no. to, to word brain. No. Like, <laughs> all those guides and everything. Dude, I, I played a... Uh, like, the Inside and Limbo, like, those two indie developer games. And, like, there's all these, like, secrets and stuff that you can do to, like, get an alternate ending. And, uh, um, I was, like, working at it, and I, like, got through it the first time. And then for the alternate ending, I was, like, looking around and trying really hard. And I was like, screw this. It's like, there's, like, a hundred guides. <laughs> and, like, yep. you really have to, like, fight that urge. But, like, I'm yep. not good at fighting it. Oh, man. But, yeah, I'm like, why push to like get all this thing and like spend so much more time on it when you can just like get it <laughs> immediately and like know exactly where to go and i think that ruins games a lot of the time for me too oh yeah uh <clears throat> oh gosh and impulsiveness i'm an impulsive character oh 100 <laughs> percent as as our D, &D campaign is shown yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's the other thing about like D, &D character creation it's kind of hard to like personify something that it doesn't personify that it yeah. itself and uh <laughs> that that's why like when when there are like new players i'm like if you want to like play the easiest thing to role play 
make a really dumb character. And then yeah. give him, like, a flaw where he's just afraid of something stupid. Like, he's deathly afraid of, like, insects, even though he's this eight-foot, like, monstrosity. Yeah. It's like or, an or elephant something in like mouse that. situation. Yeah, like, like uh, uh, one of my buddies was telling me a story from one of his campaigns where, where he was just, like, a... Uh, where, where he was a barbarian, and, like, his barbarian was super dumb, but was, like, a godslayer. Yeah. However, his fatal, like, flaw, essentially, was he was deathly afraid of the color blue. <laughs> so if you, like, come across something with blue skin, it's the just final like, nope, boss, here. Good luck, guys. <laughs> the final boss of their campaign was oh, a no. blue dragon. <laughs> and he, he was like... My, my character walked in the room, saw it was a blue dragon, and ran away. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, good luck with that one. I'm gone. You guys can <laughs> it was like, handle oh, that on your own. Just, yeah, just shit, shit like that is what makes it funny. When, when you have a flaw that, that like, the, the DM can use to their advantage right. to make situations more interesting, yeah. that, that, is, that is the peak. <laughs> And the last time we played, uh, there was these, like, evil books of power that we uncovered. And uh, one of them was, like, these, like, bloody tools and stuff. And I immediately just took it into my hands and did a wisdom saving throw, which I succeeded. But I treated it like I was on cocaine. Oh, yeah. Which was great. <laughs> and immediately I was just like, oh, man, I brandished my daggers just like... Hey, skin suits, you look great today. <laughs> and everybody's just like, are you okay? It's like, I have never been better in my entire life. <laughs> and I took the, like, the book got ripped out of my hands or I dropped it or something. And immediately I was just fine again. It's just like, and you're like, that was great. <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah, if you kind of, like, play to your own personality characteristics or, like, the things that you kind of hide away from the public eye because you knew if you, like, told people about it or, like, these, like, guilty pleasures that you had or uh, the, like, faults that you have about your own personality, you'd be put in a home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, like, like I want to make my next character... Uh, I, I want his flaw to be that he has like like a like a kindergarten reading level, uh, <laughs> and, and like the reasoning behind it is that I want him to be like raised by pirates. Oh yeah. But, but when he's actually like intelligent, he was just like adopted and raised by pirates, yeah, so he never learned never like proper etiquette or like how to read <laughs> past like the age of five. Or, or didn't just, like, shit like that. You just do that thing from Thor where it's just like, this drink, I like it, and smash it on the yeah. ground. Just like you have no modicum of, like, yep. social standards or anything like that. Exactly like that's that. That's wonderful. Yeah, so, like, that, that that's the next character that I want to make. Is, but but, but he's, he's, like, actually, like, an intelligent being and, like, is really good at, like, processing things. Yeah, He right. just hasn't been taught those things, so he doesn't know. And, like... And that's the other thing. We've, uh, we're going to, like, bring up to our... Uh, other players in our D and D group who should DM the next campaign that we do because I know you have plenty of like oh ideas I, I have I have lots happen. of ideas oh yes but I've been doing a lot of the reading through the handbook and all the appendices and Peyton actually sent me a whole bunch of other like books on like guides to everything and new DLCs and stuff that I could check out and potentially yeah. add to a campaign. And I've been coming up with all the ideas of, like, what could happen and, like, story-driven things. Because I'm a huge, like, single-player experience. Same like, here. I, I'm a huge nerd for those games. Oh, yeah. And all I the fantasy love, genres and Literally stuff. all of my favorite video games are, like, in that genre. Oh, all yeah. of them. Like, li like, I enjoy playing games with my friends that are, like, m multiplayer and stuff like that. Like, 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 right now I'm having a blast playing Apex. Yeah. Apex is nowhere near one of my favorite games of all time. <laughs> I enjoy playing it. Right. And, like... 
but when it comes to my favorite games, those are all games where like the single player like story just moved my core. Oh my gosh. Horizon Zero Dawn, my Horizon favorite Zero game Dawn of all time. A very good game. Uncharted, all of them. Uncharted, dude, I played Uncharted on a PS3. <laughs> I've never owned a PlayStation. Yeah. But I went to my buddy Jonah's house like every weekend and all we would play is the Uncharted games and then he moved away and then every time I went and got to visit him we played Uncharted all weekend long until I had to leave. Yep. And then Peyton was actually kind enough to loan me his, P loan me his uh, PS4 and I played all of them over again. <laughs> oh yes. And oh man just great exploration time. and like the treasure hunting and the yeah, like, being hunted. It's just, oh. it's just such like a, a great feeling to, to play those games. Yeah, and when and, you have that, like, as your baseline, just those incredible stories by Naughty Dog, and uh, I don't know who makes Horizon. Who's the developer for that game? That's a good question that I don't remember huh. the answer to. But yeah, and like, uh, CD Projekt Red with all the Witcher games that I've played through and everything like that. Infamous the, is another one that I really like. Yeah, uh, that company just made uh, a samurai Sucker game. Punch, yeah. Yeah, Sucker Punch Studio made a... Like, yep. Um, it's not a Sekiro, because that's made by... Yeah, yeah, not 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 that. It's called... Uh, I, I, I know what you're talking about, because my friend is literally playing it right now, and, and he keeps telling us about oh, it. Man. <laughs> I, I can't remember it, though. Yeah, just yeah. like those incredible story-based things. And when that's your baseline, that's a, like that's what you <clears throat> like figure is like what is... A fantasy driven or not even fantasy driven, yeah. but just good storytelling and you can kind of just emulate that on like what you think should happen next you know yeah and and, so. and like people who have like like that kind of drive for for that game and like things to just do with like storytelling like those are the people that make like good game masters in in like right. any game like that whether it's D D or something else yeah, like, those are the people that story yeah, yeah yeah those are the people that do a good job because they find a way to keep Tying everything back to the story. I have a question for you. Yeah. If we were, say our D&D &D campaign is a car, and yeah. as DM, you're driving. Yeah. Where are all of us in the car? Where are all of you and in the car? what are we doing? <laughs> okay. So, if I'm, well, first off, what kind of car are we driving right now? Like, what do you think? Are we in just like a, are, are we piled into some like a sedan or, or like, it's not a Honda Odyssey. Yeah, it's that. definitely not the iconic Honda Odyssey. <laughs> definitely not that. It's from one of our favorite podcasts, Dungeons and Daddies, where the uh, players are suburban dads that get thrown into the Forgotten Realms. And as they're thrown in, they're driving a Honda Odyssey, which they use. Odyssey-san. <laughs> it's a Japanese-speaking Honda Odyssey. And uh, it's their chariot to success. It's iconic. <laughs> But yeah, what are we driving? What, what are we driving? We're probably driving... It's not fuel efficient. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> I feel like we are 100% in just like a... I don't know. I want to say just like a, a beaten down like old Jeep Wrangler. Like, yeah. Or one of like the Patriots or something like that. It's definitely the Jeep brand. Oh, yeah. Because we need an all-terrain. Oh, yeah. We definitely need an all-terrain vehicle. <laughs> Uh, I, I would say the person 
Oh gosh, who's, who's riding shotgun? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Or are we all in the backseat? No, 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 no. Either either you or Zach would be riding shotgun because yeah, because you two have helped drive the story the farthest. Yeah, and I'm trying to get better at that too because I'm listening to like D and D podcasts, yeah. and like seeing how they like react to situations and stuff, and it yeah. gives me a good baseline of like and it does like how silly I can be exactly. Yep, and do all that and like mm. what we should do to like move on and like do like perception and insight checks like i started doing a lot of insight checks even though my wisdom is trash i think it's like minus two yeah yeah Yeah. like like, (laughs) like, you you don't know what you can learn yeah like on the off chance that i get like a natural 20 and see that like our follower is like secretly evil and trying like plotting against us or something like i want to know that you know yeah (laughs) it kind of bit me in the butt uh the last time i tried it because uh we got these eggs from Dylan's, like, mystery seeds. And uh, I was like, oh, man, we can, like, hatch these and turn them into our friends. And I want a pet. And, like, like maybe we can have a Pokemon or something. It would be great. And I rolled an insight check and rolled a natural one. And if you don't play D&D, no bonuses apply to a natural one. It's just if you roll a one, you crit failed. And the worst possible thing that could happen happens. So I rolled a one on an insight check. And Peyton says, this is the most delicious looking egg you have ever seen in your life. (laughs) And there's a campfire nearby and I immediately just split the egg open and roast it over the fire, eat it. And as soon as I swallow my last bait, like bite, my stomach explodes. Like literally like cartoon style, stomach (laughs) puffs out, fire and smoke go out both ends of his body. Like... His, his entire GI tract is just yeah. like eviscerated <laughs> and empty. So I take like minus sixty damage. On yeah, it, it my dealt, character it, it that dealt. has a maximum of twenty eight, <laughs> and uh, I'm just. It was like minus forty because because it wasn't enough to kill you. I remember. Right, right. Yeah. and I was just this pile of viscera and stuff, and uh, everybody like expends all of their health potions and gatorade health potions oh yeah all, we, we have we've health we have health potions in our in our campaign that are called gatorade yeah because it looks exactly like Gatorade. Yeah, we invented gatorade yeah well technically an old lady named marge invented gatorade yeah. shout out to marge and then and then franchised it to, to her to her cousins and stuff right right oh man i forgot about that whole part of the campaign where we were in ding coon and like dylan cemented himself as just like <laughs> the guy that kills everybody. Yeah, yeah, where, where like, Dylan just commits a random murder for no reason. Did you call me short? <laughs> Eyes, like, dilate. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just wait till it all ties together, man. Oh, I'm excited. I'm, 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 I'm going to start bringing it all together. It's going to be great. Yeah. Man, what was I going to say about that? But yeah, I, like, exploded and everybody was, like, trying to heal me and get me back up to health. And uh, I uh, actually read about... Like, all of the saving throws for, like, what happens when you die. And, like, in combat, if you're knocked out and they, like, hit you again. And, like, you could, like, perma-die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then and then as a DM, like, I... Like, like, like if if one of the people dies and, and that player is really upset that their character died, I can potentially find a way for you to just kind of cheese the game and, and make right. it so you come back to life. Because Although like, I wouldn't like to do that. Yeah, at the end of the day, we're still like trying to have fun and stuff. Yeah, because, yeah, like, like, like it is all about having fun, but also like there needs to be some like some actual feeling of risk in, in like the combat and stuff. Yeah. Or else then it's just not interesting if mm. you just know you're going to win. Right. So like, uh, like, like originally, like, like, like the combats were just kind of like made for you guys. One, to get the hang of it because a lot of you guys were new. And then two, to 
just like get some XP because when you start off you're like in, in D&D you're really frail. Mm -hmm. And so like I didn't want to make anything that would just mess you guys up. Right. But now now I can start now bringing can start in cool shit that can just fuck you guys over. Yeah. And like the Minotaur skeleton. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a cool fight. That's, uh, and, now, and now Zach is just permanently like gonna have like a minotaur <laughs> skeleton skull. He's like venerated by yeah. this lonely village out to the northeast. He's he's viewed as their ancient hero. Yeah. And he's clearly not him. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm excited. Really, it really sucks that uh, Zach had to take off. To, yeah. Yeah, he, he had to leave Sunday. a day earlier, yeah. It was tough. I, I, I was looking forward to it, because cause this was like, you, you guys were going to learn a lot about the, the, the campaign. Yeah, because we're like coming up to like your favorite parts of the campaign. Yeah, and, and, and so like each one of these episodes, you guys are going to keep learning more and more and more about how everything is starting to tie together, and each like link that's going to be made, I can just imagine all your faces going like, just, just, just like mouth open, <laughs> eyes widen, and I can't wait for those moments. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. <clears throat> it's gonna be so great. So how are we like? Where are you moving off to? Because we're gonna have to like, the the war room is gonna be in a different location soon. Uh, like you you mean like moving as in we're moving for homeless week or where or like the new house that the I'm new moving? house that you're oh it's just like to. literally a block away from where we are now. Are you still on Dodge? No 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 no. We'll 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 be like a block that direction. Oh okay. Yeah, but yeah we're we're not moving far. Gotcha. Yeah, homeless week will be interesting. We can make something work there. But <laughs> are you? Well, you live close by anyway. So you... Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and, and and I'll just be staying at my aunt and uncle's in like North Liberty. So right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I won't be far away. So yeah, we can definitely still do shit that week. But yeah, it'll just be. Is there like a big enough space so we can still have like? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. All right. I'm excited to check the place out. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a good time. I'm pumped. Yeah. And uh, what's your studio gonna look like here? Yeah, so my my room it'll be about like twice the size of this room thing. Really? Yeah. Or, That's gonna or, be awesome. Yeah, at, at least one and a half times the size. So essentially, like my bed will just be against the back wall because it's also structured in a way where there isn't three fucking doors that I have to make sure <laughs> that I can get in and out of, like this room right. is, which is like the main issue that this room has. But. Uh, so yeah, so that room, like my bed will just be up against the back wall. It, it's kind of like longer, which is good because yeah. it means I can make more use of the space the way I want to. Right. And then my desk will be like against one wall kind of sitting below some windows. And then uh, I'm going to put a table in the room kind of like behind the desk in a sense. And then that way I, I'll have that table there for us to record the podcast at and stuff like that. It'll be, right. it'll be sweet. I'm very pumped. Yeah. No, I really lucked out with my house that I'm living in right now, and I'm actually staying with for the remainder of college. I, I like, immediately called dibs on the biggest room in the house because I, like, did the majority of the work, like, looking for houses. That's, yeah, I, I did the exact same thing. I, I set up every single house tour that we did, so I was like, I, I get to pick the first room, and everyone was like, yeah. that, that's fair. And I, was I like, actually sick. didn't find the house that we live in right now. Uh, my previous roommate, Rachel, found them on Craigslist. <laughs> and, uh, it was like she said that and I was like hmm you sure we want to be like going through Craigslist to uh, get landlords and stuff like that and then we met them and I want these guys to be my parents rather than my landlords <laughs> they're like old, older retired and uh, they're like super like happy to 
have like good tenants that like keep the place clean and stuff yeah. because they've like exclusively had hoarders and people that would like, just wreck the ah, place. Yeah. And this is like the house that they raised a family in before oh. uh, moving away. And uh, yeah, after they retired, they like got a bunch of different properties and everything. And I'm like good friends with their sons. And it's just like all just this making all these list. connections. Yeah, don't sell Craigslist short. <laughs> it's like it actually worked out really, really well, and they really like me a lot because I handled like finding the new roommate aspect of it, which yeah. is so stressful. Yeah, if you right? remember, I was like freaking out one day, and I was just like, "Hey, do you guys need another roommate at your place?" And you're just like, "Man, we already signed a lease. I'm so sorry." And uh, I was like, no, yeah. it's fine. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got on. Yeah, yeah. Because because we signed like super early for right. our next place. Yeah, because because we did that in like October. Understandable. Yeah. Honestly. Because I I was like I I don't want to get stuck with another place that I'm not really happy with. Yeah. It's just and so pain. we're in theory we're gonna be very happy with the next place. All right. So. I'm I'm very excited. We have so much parking too. Yeah. And like we we have a three season porch. And and we have a little bit of yard space to have a fire pit. Oh, that rocks. And uh, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be sweet. Um, yeah. Our kitchen is massive, like <laughs> huge. That's wonderful. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we like walked into this house, and like we like had pictures and stuff, but like the pictures didn't really do it justice. And it was built in the '60s, which is newer for a college house. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> and, think this uh, house was built over a hundred years ago. So, yeah. Ouch. <laughs> this house has some personal issues. Yeah. Man, I haven't been down to the basement probably since, like, last Halloween. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> you you should be proud of that. I have to do laundry today at some point, and, and I'm not looking forward to it. Scared to go down there? <laughs> a little. Not, not scared. I just, I, I fear for my life knowing that when we moved in, it was so musty down there right. that that our humidifier. So so we like we, we like told our landlord this, and, and and it wasn't our landlord's fault because he bought the place this year, so we're his first ever tenants to live in this house. Oh. And, and so 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 when we moved in, he's like, hey, like I don't know all the problems with the house, so like you guys are gonna have to let me know like what you run into. And so I was like, interesting. Uh, so so there, there there were like a bunch of issues, and and he came and fixed them all, obviously, because because he's a great dude. Right. But yeah, see see, not all landlords are bad people. Keep, keep that in mind. Well, folks. that's the thing. Landlords individually aren't always bad people. Companies most companies, of the time suck. Yeah. Like Prestige Properties in Iowa City. So, oh my God. And I, they're one of the better ones. Yeah. Think right. about that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there are way worse ones. Like, there are Iowa people City. that, like, charge almost what I pay. Because you told me, like, in the house that I'm paying for right now, you paid the same price for, like, a th three bedroom apartment that was a little bit closer on Dodge Street. Yeah. Actually, you're closer, you're closer to campus right now, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, just like those bigger companies that try to sell like these freshman children that like are moved out of their house. Yeah, that, that don't know anything. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my parents actually like steered me away from uh, signing on with one of those bigger companies sophomore year because I was like, I obviously had no clue what I was doing. And I was just like looking for a place and freaking out about it. It's just like... They would like make sure to read the lease first and be like, "You're sure you want to do this?" <laughs> yep. Like, no, obviously not. I'm 19 years old. <laughs> You're like, I have no idea what I want to do. It's like I didn't even know I wanted to come to college. It was just like what needed to happen. Yeah, next. same exact thing here. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't even know if I want to be here right now. Yeah. It was just like the clear next steps, and I was just like, okay, let's figure it out and just do it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it was a fucking disaster. Just, yeah. Like renting is terrifying. Um, yeah, but well, yeah, you know we 
the other thing we is though, you get used to it. Yeah. And like My, with all things, you just understand it and you get better at it, and then it's just nothing. Yeah. Like honestly, the the biggest thing is is like picking good roommates, but good roommates are not just your friends. Like good roommates don't <laughs> yeah. even need to be your friends. They're just people you can live with and not be angry at every single day for how they live. <laughs> right. It's Which is a like, problem that I have because like me and Dylan, for example, opposite living styles. I, I live very clean, very organized, very just like on top of like every single like household aspect. Right. Dylan is the complete opposite. No, I've seen his room. Yeah. <laughs> and like it drives me absolutely insane. And then it drives him absolutely insane that I'm bothered by it. Right. And yeah. so me and Anshman were kind of the same way because we lived together for two years and over the like course of two years, when you live for, with somebody for that long, it's just like their family. Oh yeah. It's just like you're with them and whether that's for better or worse, it's what the like yeah. situation yeah. is. They're, they're just like a brother. Yeah, yeah. It's just like how you live with them and like what you make of it that makes the difference. And Anshman, bless his heart, great guy, really just an outstanding individual, but great dude. <laughs> He's so gross. <laughs> and he would, like, uh, make fun of me. It's just like, wow, you're kind of a, like, clean freak, aren't you? So am I, yeah. Uh... I was just like, it's not that I'm just, like, a super clean freak. It's just that I have, like... I just... I don't leave pans full of rice at my same. bedside. <laughs> same. Yep. Like, like, like Dylan, where he leaves just dishes on his desk for days. Yeah. And it's like... And I'm like, how, man? How, like, how, how do you do that? Just take him downstairs. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave a dish, like, on my desk or something for, like, maybe half a day. It's like if I had breakfast and then, like, passed out again on accident. But, like... Yeah. No, I can't stand it. It's just, like, especially when, like, that grime and stuff builds up on, like... Because you didn't, like, scrub it out right away. It bothers me so much. Dylan tried to make this argument to me back in the day where he was, like... You, he he didn't want to do his dishes like 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 after like eating and stuff because he's like well you gotta let him soak do all the stuff I'm like if you clean it but like within a few hours of right. making the food you don't need to do that at all it just comes right <laughs> off it's when you let it dry and all the moisture leaves all that like dirt is when then it becomes a complete bitch to clean yep. Yeah, so yeah, and aside from that, I like need to have an empty sink because you have the same thing going. You have like that water purifier because Iowa City water is a little hanky yeah. at best. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, I I don't even like mind Iowa City water that much. Yeah, the tap isn't awful. In but the dorms, like, it was kind of iffy. Like, <laughs> like if I have the choice between filtered water and unfiltered water, I'm gonna take the filtered water. Right. But at the end of the day, I don't really care. That's still wet. Yeah, it's still H like H two O is in there somewhere. So yeah, when I was uh, working my construction job, uh, they were like my boss like went and got us all Gatorades at the end of the day, and uh, he was like asking what colors we wanted. Like when we got there, it was like a hundred and fifteen degree heat index. And we were on a rooftop. Just like, is it wet? Yeah, <laughs> I'll have the wet one, please. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's like. If you're thirsty, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I, like having a clean sink is super important to me. It is. If I can't use the sink for sink-related things <laughs> because there is so much shit in the sink, I'm mad instantly. Yeah, it just like, 
because that's like 20 minutes of work that you don't deserve to do because you are the clean one. Yeah. And you but, take but, care of your but then, But then all of a sudden you have to do it. Yeah. Because other people didn't and you need to use the sink for something else. Yeah. But and like, then you're mad at them for like three days. <laughs> and I try not to get passive aggressive about it either because like a lot of people what they'll do is just like... Uh, yeah, oh, oh yeah, I, I do it quietly. Yeah, yeah, I no, I I go right for the throat. I, I don't do anything <laughs> passive aggressively, which I think is because better, yeah. and it's more like relationship upholding. Because oh when yeah, you don't talk about stuff, and there's not like a dialogue there. You just oh, keep yeah. doing stuff, and it boils over and boils over, and then you explode about all these things that happened, and it's yeah. just like, where is this coming from? And like, you take somebody off guard, and it ruins a relationship. Oh yeah. Instead, what I do is. I just go right for the neck, and I'm like, hey, you need to stop doing this. It's fucking, like, obnoxious, or just, right. like, w whatever I think it is. I'm like, this is ridiculous, just clean up after yourself. It's not that hard. Yeah. Like, and when we're playing d and I can kind of tell when you get frustrated and stuff, and, like, kind well, of what okay. players so, I need to change. <laughs> so, 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 like, in D&D, in &D, there are things that frustrate me where it's like, damn it, why are we going off on this path? Right. But those aren't the things that really frustrate me. The things that frustrate me... Are when people are like, when, when, when people are like getting, and you know who I'm talking about here, when people get mad at me for things that are not my fault and yeah. are completely their fault. Like stuff that isn't in their control, but like they rolled bad and then they're complaining based off of their Yeah, and, and I'm like, you, you can't be mad at me because like, you, like if you roll bad, you roll <laughs> bad. I'm sorry. And kind of what I do when I'm like upset about things like that, I will bitch and complain all I want, but I'm gonna make it funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, because if it's not funny, nobody else is having a good time listening to me. Yep. And that, that's 100% factual. Yeah, that's just like how I try to like dictate when I get mad. Because if I can make a joke about it, I'll complain. But if I can't, I'll just give myself the silent treatment. It's just like. You're like, I just, I, I, just, I can't say anything right now. I'm going I'm, I'm to keep it here, let it out later against yeah, my pillow. Let it simmer and, down a little like, bit because it's not worth just making other people uncomfortable, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, like in terms of D&D, &D, just like, like as the DM, when a player like gets mad at me for something that isn't my fault. Like, like for example, when, when, when Dylan was getting mad at me for his character not being set up properly, when I told everyone <laughs> to come with their character mostly set up, and I told everyone, you, you'll need to, like, go through these parts of the handbook to do it, and then, and then I have people, like, coming at me, like, multiple weeks into our campaign where they're, like... I'm guilty of this, too. Where, where, where they're, like, <laughs> this isn't set up properly, and I'm, like, that's not my fault. Yeah. No, I went home and had to play, like, over Zoom calls for two weeks. Yeah. And uh, I was, like, reading the handbook and, like, realizing, like, my character is not set up the way it should be at all. And I, like, found a form-fillable PDF for, like, a new character sheet and, like, was fixing everything. And I was just like, ah. But uh, I think in the next campaign, if I play another character, my, like, new role will be a lot more fleshed out and a lot, like better made you know oh yeah and that's also why i'm not like particularly opposed to dying in this campaign because i already have a concept for a new character that i'm like really invested yeah. in already. yeah we're, we're also probably going to do like a, a bit of like a soft reset in a sense like like oh, just, really? yeah in a sense after this campaign because we'll have to bring Yuvraj into it and and, oh, and, right. and if you guys are going to be higher level characters i'd rather just all of you restart so one way or another, somehow you guys are either going to ride off into the sunset or all die. 
And which one it is, is up to you. Oh no! <laughs> or, like, or, or, or like another option is like somehow your character's like memory gets wiped or something like that, and then Ooh. you're brought like into the new universe. It's, we it's, do like a it's, Witcher like another thing I would type do. situation where like we wipe our memory, <clears throat> and like if we get hit on the head, it's just like for one fight I'm like level twenty. <laughs> it's just like to fight this super overpowered like random ass thing. Maybe, but that That'd would also break that combat. You just mow that thing instantly. That might be something I have to write into my. If, if you like, if I made like a random like ridiculously overpowered character like halfway in the game where you're like level five and then like for some reason like Zach turns into a barbarian like he did in our campaign, just like it's and just you mowing stuff, say a bunch of stuff in Russian, and he's just <laughs> yeah, and he turns into this level twenty like Avenger. <laughs> yeah, I've been just like so on TikTok lately. I found my for you page has just become like D and D related TikToks, and oh, some yeah. of them are so funny. <laughs> like, there's just a bunch of memes with D and D, or like like the person who plays a rogue is just like wrecking havoc on on the whole campaign essentially, mm -hmm. and, and, and like the monk gets to attack like sixty five times in, in like a round of combat, and just like shit like that, it just kills me. Yeah. Oh man, a little off topic, but I like forgot about you, Raj. I listened to. Uh... Or I watched the YouTube video <laughs> of your uh, like twenty seven kill game in Apex. Yeah, and uh, I heard his voice for the first time in like a year, and I was like, "Oh my god, you he was he was like a major part of my life sophomore year." Yeah, just like, where is he? Where'd he go? <laughs> well, right now he's at home, and we're waiting for that son of a bitch yeah. to get back here. Did he live? Where does he live? In like San Francisco area or uh, Santa Clara? Santa Clara, which I don't know where that is to this day. He always says Santa Clara as if I'm supposed to know where it is. And yeah. I just, I, uh, you, Raj, I, I, I know you're probably listening to this. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea where that is. And I <laughs> yeah, just pretend wild. every single time that I think it's somewhere in the southern half of California. Yeah. And I don't even know if that's right. So We'll call it San Diego-ish. <laughs> I like, I know it's by the beach. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm like 85% certain that it's... Southern beach area of California. Yeah. Well, I went on a big road trip, like, to that, like, West Coast area, and uh, my friend Mari, who lives in South, or, South, um, uh, San Francisco, mm. was over there, and she's like, you have to, like, come to San Francisco and, like, hang out and stuff. It's just like, you rise there, too, I think. And Maybe. And, uh, I was, like, seriously considering it, but, like, our road trip consisted of, every day, we were pulling, like, 16-hour driving trips. It's and a lot like, of driving. Yeah, and the first day we like made it to the western part of Montana from Iowa. <laughs> That's a lot of driving. And then uh, like into Washington, and then we went to Oregon. And uh, had we not hit a series of unfortunate events, yeah. including like my window getting smashed into and a bunch of stuff getting stolen, uh, <laughs> somebody stealing Jonah's backpack while we were at a B-dubs. <laughs> yeah. It was just like a bunch of ridiculous stuff. It was just like kind of made us paranoid. We would have like gone down there and like seen these people that like in no other situation we would have seen outside of like a school setting yep because they're like just here to get their degree and then get out of iowa again yeah wild story so i see in your notes buying school buses yeah so so th this will be the this will be like the last little point that i have to make before we wrap this up okay but so right now there's like some <laughs> weird tiktok trend going around where people are just buying a school bus and then like renovating the school bus no way and to make it like some super like sicked out like pimped like, like pad a for the boys sort of thing. <laughs> yeah 
to like go on like road trips and no, just like man. other shit. So so people are just going around buying school buses, just ripping out bus. the insides completely <laughs> and making it some just balling on a budget thing. I'm in. How much does a school bus cost? I have no idea. More money than I can afford, probably. They they, they aren't cheap, is yeah. what I know. But like it's probably less than an RV, you know? Oh yeah. Hundred percent it's less than an RV. But like it, it's just wild watching like and like <laughs> like like I, I saw one person do it, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a cool thing. But then it was crazy because cause then within like a couple weeks I'm seeing dozens of people do this and yeah, I'm like like it caught on my man <laughs> <laughs> the shades come off for the first time in like an hour and a half <laughs> oh, I, I realize how bright it is in this world oh okay but yeah that, that was all I really had to say about that it was just for some reason people are out there just buying fucking school buses left man, and right that'd be incredible and we can make it like as ghetto as we want to <laughs> just like bolt a couch to the bottom of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. some of them are wild they, yeah, they have just like look it up yeah they're they're fucking crazy yeah man can you imagine if we like get on our feet financially and we're like 30 something years old and we just buy a bus yeah like we're, <laughs> we're all 30 something some like somehow all of us are still single we're like fuck it what you, you guys want to buy a school bus <laughs> road trip to Euphrates place yeah <laughs> okay well I, I think i think that's all i really got yeah thanks for having me on man this was yeah. like really impromptu yeah i was like i want to be on balcony beach and I was like, well, we didn't get to record an episode this week because Zach left for multiple days before we could. So I was like, you want to just come over today? And, yeah. And here we are. I'm in. So. I got the shades. I got the bro tank. I'm good to go. Yep. Mix a drink, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> All right. Uh, that being said, uh, you can find me everywhere at Peyton Klein. Uh, Twitch, YouTube are the most important ones. Uh, Twitter is actually Tweets by Peyton, so I guess there you have yeah. that. And you can find me right here, because I am not on social media. Yeah, that that's pretty factual. <laughs> yeah. No, I, like, deleted Instagram and all that stuff, because I was, like, tired of it. And I was like... I would? Man, if I don't even enjoy, enjoy my own stuff, why would I, like, try to share that with other people? <laughs> See, <laughs> I have thought the same thing multiple times. However, I'm trying to also make a career out of social media. Yeah. So I can't really just delete well, Twitter and Instagram because they're the important might, assets. Yeah, that's the thing that might bite me in the heels later on because like a lot of like career paths right now it's just like you need to be prolific in all of these in, like in social media just, sites. Just digital stuff, yeah. Yeah, like you need to have the ability to use those things. And so that might bite me in the foot though later because if I'm not like Instagram savvy in six months and I'm looking for jobs. Yeah, it might be a little iffy. So I might hop on again eventually, but for now it's just posting my artwork on. I'm Facebook gaining a lot of, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like I'm getting a lot of TikTok clout. Yeah, which means <laughs> nothing to a lot of employers. But hey, check this man out. Yeah. He's got some good stuff. Yeah, Peyton does TikToks. <laughs> I've made multiple um, semi-viral Pokemon-related TikToks. Now. So I love it. Well, we thanks go. for having me. Man. Yeah. This is yeah. Fun. Thanks for listening, folks. We will catch you guys another time.